heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. This week, heroes, we bring a return of Inspector Jackie with a first look at the Feng Shui 2 role-playing system. For those of us who spent the last couple decades in the underworld, Feng Shui is a Hong Kong action movie role-playing game with the steel jaw of Die Hard, Spirit of Big Trouble in Little China, and Heart of Jackie Chan. We did an episode dedicated to the original Feng Shui about a year ago. We had a little bit of fun with the world of Feng Shui, but we definitely stuck to the spirit of the game. And you can check out those episodes in our archive. For Feng Shui 2, Robin Laws improved upon his original system by leaps, bounds, and flying kicks. I'll have a more in-depth analysis of the system later on. But for this episode, we'll dive in headfirst right after this word from our sponsor. Fans of comedy, fans of books, please join Porkchop Volcano in its podcast debut. Here some citizens of Sweet Whistle County discuss Zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance at the After 10 Book Club, available for streaming and download at porkchopvolcano.com. For those who aren't in the know, Sweet Whistle County is an improvised podcast by the good folks from the Porkchop Volcano Comedy Group. It's available for free to stream and download at porkchopvolcano.com. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. We are all right, everybody, let's meet our party for this week. We're going to introduce them in reverse order from how we originally introduced everybody. Let's start up with Cat Murphy. Cat. Hello, James. Uh, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Let's let's cut the chit-chat. Let's get right to business. Okay, serious time. Angela Chan, mm-hmm. uh, a character that everybody knows and loves. Yep. A character who has really redefined what we think of as a hero. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we could say that. <laughs> I'm going to be saying that for every single character yes. that I introduce. Uh, so, Angela, how has she changed since we last saw her? So, uh, two years have gone by. So, she went from age 12 to age 14. That's that's a big difference. Uh, she's about to start high school. It's the summer before that. She's grown. How about that? Mostly in the legs, because that's what girls of that age grow in. And what mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure magical girls of that age, that's how they grow, too. Uh, I... Being a connoisseur of magical <laughs> girls, I can 100% attest <laughs> that they're Strictly pretty leg much leg growth. Yeah. Um, also, based off of our time period from last time, girl power is hot in the U.S. right now. There is Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the Spice Girls. Yeah. And the big one is Sailor Moon, which <sighs> it's blown up. So that's taking its toll. There's this little store called Limited 2 that uh, caters poorly made cotton products to girls of a certain age. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Angela's deep in it. Uh, did Angela get an ear piercing? She's gotten two ear piercings uh, because that's that's badass. She's a little more hardcore than all of the, the other little girls running around in pink. Like, I can, mock sailor I can imagine so because she's probably we'll we'll get to this but she's definitely night lighting is so she has two (laughs) two sets of earrings uh one recently studded and she has the like crappy mall permanent thing that she can't take out and she has to keep twisting oh god yes awesome let's move on to another hero in real life and in fiction yeah john patrick cohen Welcome back. Hey, thank you for having me back. <laughs> let's, again, directly to business. Sure, cut uh, small crap. Let's talk about a hero 
who's some might say has redefined what we think of when we think of a hero. I've heard people say that. Yeah, I've uh, said that too. So. Yeah, it's Tommy Euphrates. Tommy Euphrates, exactly. Um, well, you know, Tommy, it's been a it's been a weird two years for Tommy. Uh, he's He's done a lot of growing up. He's done a lot of maturing. Uh, he didn't really have a purpose or direction when we last left him, but the last adventure kind of inspired him to get his life together. He actually got a loan from uh, Ray to uh, finance his own dojo, where he <laughs> he teaches um, like after school self defense and like karate uh, classes for for the kind of the troubled youth of the Bronx area. Right. Right. Um, as far as Tommy goes, I mean, like, he's certainly, like, in true sequel fashion, he's changed a little bit. Um, he's abandoned the long hair. It's now, like, a close crop cut. Ooh. He's rocking a goatee now where he was clean shaven before. It's blonde. It's very terrible. He'll always be rocking the aviators. Um, and he's into leather bracelets now. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Something oh, no. that concerns me based on this description. <laughs> sure. You have a short haired blonde man with a goatee <laughs> yeah. who's teaching a dojo full of kids. He's clearly the villain <laughs> of some yes. karate act, like kids movie. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, like <laughs> one man's hero is another man's villain. And, uh, is it- he teaching a bully? <laughs> Okay, so, yes, that's, yes, that's happening, but the bullies are the coolest kids, so Tommy's not really, he's, right, he's on the right path, he hasn't found So you're the, trying to teach the philosophy. Yes, he's trying to do well, okay? Yeah. This is a guy who's got a high school education, he just wants to learn how to fight and do good, so, yes, he's teaching bullies right now. Okay. It's a very Cobra Kai scenario. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, it may even be called the Cobra Kai Dojo it's, it somehow. It actually is the Cobra Kai Dojo. <laughs> okay. Uh, because he fought Cobra and he was like, man, that's a cool that's name. That's a cool Cobra name. Kai. I'm going to take it back and make it my own. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our final guest, our special guest, who was our special guest when we first ran Feng Shui. Welcome to the program, Chris Sims. Thanks for coming back. Uh, very happy to be here i'm very happy to be a part of the team i had a blast last time uh absolutely loved the experience so uh glad to be back that's awesome again right to business (laughs) uh right to business i know everybody in this room desperately wants to be a better friend to you but we have a higher (laughs) calling because we have to discuss a hero who some might say redefined what it meant to be a hero in being the hero of every action movie that was produced in the 90s. Let's learn a little bit more about Inspector Jackie. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, given the timeline of this adventure, uh, the the intervening two years have been very eventful for Inspector Jackie. Uh, he, has, he has had probably four major cases in the time in the two years between the last adventure and this one every Christmas and every summer is a golden age Jackie adventures as a result he's not necessarily moving up in the ranks of the Hong Kong Police Department he's still an inspector uh, but he's very well regarded by his peers he is celebrating 15 years as a member of the Hong Kong Police Department's Special Crimes Task Force uncle who is of course the chief of the Hong Kong Police Department and uh, Inspector Jackie's uncle is is getting ready to retire due to his extreme advanced age, which is weird because he's only about like three years older than Jackie. 
oddly <laughs> enough. Uh, he is, uh, he's getting ready to retire, and the, the rumor going around the police department is that Inspector Jackie is getting tapped to uh, maybe move up to the ranks of becoming the, uh, the next chief, or at least being in charge of the, the special crimes task force. So things are going very well. He recently took on a, a gang of toughs called the Eyeliner Tong, uh, which were led by a man who really liked to throw some hard kicks, but was inexplicably wearing a lot of eyeliner at the time. Well, how else are you gonna, had to, had to earn that title. How, how else are you going to make John claude Van Damme's eyes look normal? Yeah, right? <laughs> Especially these days. So uh, yeah, that's uh, things are going uh, things are going pretty well uh, with with both his uh, police department work and his uh, his sideline as an amateur treasure hunter uh, and globe trotting adventurer. Those are the those are the Christmas adventures. Like those are the ones you would have heard of around November. Oh yeah, uh, as opposed to the ones you hear about around June or August. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's get right to the adventure. We get a wide establishing shot of Hong Kong. There is a big shot of the city and then the, a shot of an airplane touching down and the tires screeching to a halt. Then there are just shots of around Hong Kong. You see people in open air markets. You see people playing music in the street. You see shots of people in suits with uh, tattoos looking incredibly dangerous. You get a very quick shot of life in Hong Kong in the 90s. Then you return to the plane and you see a group of people exiting the plane. Uh, the first one is a Asian man who has uh, now salt and pepper hair. He's got a wide grin on his face. And uh, he's wearing a t-shirt, a white t-shirt that has a big American flag on it. It says, hello from America. <laughs> and he's carrying a huge bundle of suitcases and grinning hugely. <laughs> and with him is a young girl. So she's um, chewing bubblegum loudly and obnoxiously open-mouthed. She's struggling to carry one overstuffed suitcase. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, like, really bland, but covered in stickers, some of which are definitely Lisa Frank. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's at that awkward, scrawny phase, but she's starting to develop into a young woman. And, and that she's accentuating that with very strictly themed green and pink cotton clothing of the skort with ruffles. And shirt with sailor collar and glitter logo across the front. Okay. Fashion. I'm mm -hmm. going to say the skort is bedazzled. Oh, oh yes. What pattern is bedazzled into it? Oh, interesting. I think it's probably like hearts with like starbursts. Oh, cool. Um, and that is echoed. It's definitely she hand bedazzled it. Mm -hmm. because you can see that half of that pattern is a BFF necklace that she has half of on her. Aw. Yeah, well, that's... It's that age. Oh, yeah. Definitely that age. She has a side ponytail. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, is holding it up with a, a, a sparkly scrunchie in green. And she's wearing uh, pink handmade rose earrings that she seems pretty proud of. She also has like a heart backpack with wings on it. And then she has on that like a special loop that she hand sewed on mm -hmm. that her skateboard, her trusty skateboard has been stuck through. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And as she's struggling to pick up her suitcase, another man comes up behind her and helps lift it away from her. What does he look like? Yeah, so uh, Tommy Euphrates kind of steps up behind her, picks up the suitcase, kind of casually like slings it over his shoulder. Um, he is wearing a, in true 90s fashion, like a big gaudy suit because he's never flown in a plane before <laughs> and he wanted to go like dress to the nines. So it's like, you know, the big shoulders. It's um, it's like a dark gray with gold pinstripes. It's just awful. Oh. <laughs> he's got like a, one of those like fat gold ties on as well. Uh, oh, man. He's, yeah, like cufflinks and everything. It's just all just awful, just very awful. Um, but he's still rocking his aviators, so he slings like the uh, suitcase over his shoulder, takes his aviators down, and like gives a very uh, a very obvious wink at one of like a very polite uh, ch- uh, flight attendant who's she, just she is smiling so charitably <laughs> and like so wide it's like okay <laughs> and like yeah he just like turns away and like mouths like I'm gonna like it here <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh yeah and I forgot so he says is a uh, traditional like you know his blonde hair is a uh, shaved or it's now like uh, cut back short and uh, very close and he's rocking a goatee. Suddenly, the man in the white t-shirt uh, spots someone. He puts down his suitcases and he runs over to wrap someone up in a tremendous American hug. And this man... Looks exactly the same as he did last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Kind of, a, kind of a defined default look for this guy. Uh, Ageless. Uh, he's a... Uh, Chinese man, maybe somewhere between 30 and 60. <laughs> yep. Uh, wearing a, uh, a a suit of, uh, there, there are some pleated khaki pants mm-hmm. that are oddly high-waisted and oddly loose. Uh, they're not off the rack. Uh, it may have been tailored specifically for movement while still looking. A, uh, a blue suit jacket over a black t-shirt. Uh, and he's brought a, uh, a second gigantic teddy bear at least five feet tall uh, but he he has learned from his past this uh this particular teddy bear he brought one to to angela when he went to the bronx yeah. of course. but this one uh he, he knows it didn't really go over too well it was a little too girly a little too pink and sparkly so this one is much more like tomboyish right it's got, of like, course denim jacket <laughs> so, this five foot tall, really rode out teddy bear would have been perfect. <laughs> would have been perfect. Yeah, she would have loved that thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's, he, he, has, he has brought the present and uh, and is also embraced by uh, by Ray oh. and, and lifted off the ground very awkwardly. It kind of pulls a weird face uh, as his ribs are crushed a little bit. <laughs> Jackie, I'm so happy to see you again. Look, look at how much Angela's grown. Angela, show him how much you've grown. Uncle Jackie, and I, uh, I like jump up in a way and like kind of spin in a way that's not that no, most kids wouldn't be able to jump and spin that high mm-hmm. and pretty, and uh, grab Uncle Jackie into a hug around his shoulders and like spin him around with the force of the momentum. Yeah, he he, he definitely stumbles a little bit and uh, almost falls onto the giant teddy bear, but it's uh it's big enough to keep him on his feet. He's, oh wow, you you you've really grown. You must be eating uh, some of Ray's great food from back in America. Uh I brought you a present and he essentially 
throws the uh, <laughs> giant teddy bear directly she, in front of. Uh, she grabs it. Yeah, she grabs it with perfect reflexes and like looks into its its eyes and its backwards baseball cap, and uh, the smile on her face remains intact. But you can see her eyes just deaden. And <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, it's it's great." If this were animated, she would have a gigantic sweat drop on the side of her <laughs> yeah, head. But she does like the perfect Louis C.K. daughter, like, oh, it's great, daddy. Type of, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tommy Euphrates uh, uh, kind of sidles uh, up. Inspector J, ha, in the flesh. Mighty fine country you got here. <laughs> uh, Jackie, uh, Jackie takes. Tommy's hand and gives it a, a firm shake and nods and goes, we do our best to keep it safe and clean. Safe and clean. Well, that's the Tommy Euphrates two-punch is what I call that. <laughs> I'm doing my best to clean up the streets. I like throw my arbor on you as well. I'm doing my best to clean up the streets in uh, Brooklyn. Don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a uh, karate master now. It's Jackie's turn. He gives a, he gives Tommy a very charitable. Oh, really? That's that's good to hear. And then kind of side eyes, uh, cousin Ray. Uh, I'm a black belt at his studio. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. This little lady got that in just 16 days. <laughs> anyway, you don't have to worry about a thing well, now that we're here. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have to worry about anything anyway. Things have been very peaceful around here since the tong was taken down a few months ago. We shouldn't have anything at all to possibly worry about. Your trip will go perfectly, I am sure. Hey, and this weekend, it's all about you, Inspector Jackie, okay? Just celebrating you and celebrating all of your achievements. That's when the title of this movie flashes across the screen. <laughs> Inspector Jackie can't catch a break too. Dying harder in Little China. Which we will determine after the movie has happened. <laughs> like all movies do. <laughs> like all movies. Yep. We have to wait for the titular line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll find it. And you guys are walking out to the parking lot in the airport. It's not as connected. And, you know, Jackie obviously had to go for the economy parking. Even with his lucrative career as a treasure hunter, you still have to be frugal. And as you well, got, my house gets destroyed every few months. <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> it's that's a lot of upkeep costs being a treasure oh, hunter. Yeah. Big payoffs, big expenses. And as you guys are walking to the car to the car lot, uh, you see a drifter um, who's huddled up. He, he's got a sign in front of him uh, that says, "Please help." It's a little bit unusual actually these days to see a drifter or a homeless person at all in hong kong as a new corporation has moved in that has made it their mission to change unemployment in hong kong forever lower the unemployment numbers to zero they have been hiring people right off the street to come work at their new arcology and you see a bunch of men in suits that walk up to this man uh, they're they're wearing green suits um and they have emblazoned on it a black dragon uh that is the co the corporate arcology's symbol <gasps> they seem to be talking to him and all of a sudden like he shakes his head and all of a sudden things turn violent one of them smacks his sign out of his hands and the other grab him by his lapels and pull him up away from the wall oh no 
I have a, oh God, uh, quickly before we jump into whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, usually when I see homeless people being roughed up or violence surrounding them, it means that there's something magical happening in the area because I am obviously moonlighting as, as, uh, Action Angel Lala. Yes. So can I sense a magic thing happening? Uh, that's like causing people to act other than they normally would. Interesting. Uh, so I'll say with your ability to, uh, sense magical happenings, you don't sense anything particularly magical about the people who are talking to this homeless man uh, mm-hmm. and like anything that would be influencing their behavior. Right. Uh, what you do sense is a vague magical presence from the alleyway that this drifter is huddled in itself. Interesting. But with that said, they have this drifter. I want to kind of put my arms out and, and stop the the party that I'm with, the, the family, plus Tommy. Get out my badge and, and walk forward and go, Hong Kong police, what's going on here? This drifter. This drifter's causing us trouble. You're the police. You work with Buro. You should be able to help us with this. Get him to come to the arcology. He needs to be cleaned up. As far as I know, this uh, this corporation's working with the police department. Do they seem on the up and up? They do or, uh, seem... Is there anything that I know about them that may be... So they do seem on the up and up, publicly, certainly. The police, especially at the lower levels, who aren't quite inspector, have been working tirelessly to help them locate all vagrants in the city to get them employed. It makes Hong Kong look really good to have this company come in and employ people who would be otherwise unemployed. However, they've always rubbed you the wrong way. You know that Uncle has to meet with the CEO of this corporation occasionally at public events, and he always shakes his head afterward and is very internal and silent. Uh, as an inspector, you've never had to encounter them because you're simply not that low on the totem pole anymore. Okay, uh, in that case, uh, I'm going to, to tell the men in the green suits, violence is not necessary. I don't want any trouble from you for this man. Uh, just step over there and let me speak to him for a moment. All right, we'll 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 make sure no one else sees. He's nodding at you, and he's mm-hmm. like, clearly he thinks you're in on something with him. That's, uh, that's unusual. It's certainly disturbing for Inspector Jackie, but uh, I'm going to step up and uh, address the old man and and say, uh, excuse me, sir, these men only want to help you get a job and get rough, but as far as I know, they're doing good work. I think you can trust them. These men, these men took my friends. You, you must help me. You, you look strong. You look brave. You can protect me. You can protect everyone. His eyes are a little bit wide and crazy. Uh, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of take a step back, make any trouble either. One of them calls out very obviously in case there's a crowd around, that homeless man's attacking that inspector! And they immediately, they pull out uh, the extendable, like, uh, metal poles that people in positions of authority use to beat people who are not in positions of authority. And they immediately start wailing on this poor guy. Can we go to initiative? uh, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, I'm going to say these are three mooks. Uh, You guys will probably be able to resolve this without initiative, which is one of the cool new things about Feng Shui 2. Cool. 
I guess the thing that I want to do, because uh, I feel like people don't normally act this way, so I'm going to, like, pull out my skateboard, Mm -hmm. get up some speed, and then do, like, a board slide on the, uh, like, what is that thing called? The, I don't know. The curb? The curb, yeah, the curb, into the alley as far as I can to see if I can get to the magical presence. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, she's doing that. I'm going to take the uh, big giant teddy bear that I've been holding and uh, put it in front of the, the homeless guy so that when the baton comes down, it just bop the uh, teddy bear <laughs> in the head. Just... And then I'm going to do one of the cool chops on that guy's arm and backhand his face. Uh, and I'm saying, there was no trouble. Why are you making trouble? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he like the baton falls from his hand. He grabs his face. The other looks and goes, I thought the police in this city knew their place. It looks like we're going to have to teach you a lesson. And the three start menacingly approaching Jackie. I grab one of the big like suitcases. Like I'm assuming it's like a big. Oh God, what's that? Like a, a hardliner. Hard. Suitcase? It's like a hard shell suitcase yeah. out of Ray's hands. And I chuck it, like spinning it on the ground to slide it towards the feet of the people that are advancing towards uh, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have to do I have to roll for this? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, again, these these are mooks. Uh, your guys' base attack stat is going to be enough to take out these guys okay. without without a roll. It's only only in situation where there are a lot of these guys is that you have to roll. Sure. Right. Uh, so the it the suitcase slams into their feet. Uh, it's way way overpacked, and it springs open, and a collection of leather armbands <laughs> and <laughs> heart boxers just spits out <laughs> and causes one of them to fall down. Talk about a gutter ball. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it did go right along the gutter, so I suppose that pun makes more sense I mean, like, visually. This guy's trash. Like it's uh, bullying. I don't know. It's all. It's all there. It's like I, I, let me get my I, notebook. I got it. <laughs> Beginning of the movie, we're just warming up. <laughs> Jackie, I'm gonna grab the suitcase, the empty suitcase, and uh, use it to deflect a couple shots from the baton. Uh, and then I'm going to snap out, like, it's a rolling suitcase, right? So you snap out the handle, mm-hmm. and then as he takes a swing, I'm going to catch his arm between the uh, the handle and the suitcase and snap it shut and put the suitcase on the ground and then a little spin kick on that guy's <laughs> face and disarm and, uh, and drop him. <laughs> so, yeah, he goes down pretty easily, or, like, he he's very hurt, and the other one who's tripped is hurt. There's only one left down the alley. Mm-hmm. You think for a second that you see a flickering bit of green lightning just cross the alley for a second, but you, you blink, it's gone, there's no smell of ozone. Uh-huh. You feel like there is something magical happening here around you right now and it in your ear you hear what's wrong angela <laughs> hibiscus something's weird about this area <laughs> <laughs> can you sense something do you know what this is a little was it a isn't he like a squirrel a yeah chipmunk, chipmunk. Oh, it was a, a chipmunk yeah he's yeah. a chipmunk a chipmunk with a headband yes. and a bandolier yep. and wings and little fairy and wings. little fairy wings is on your shoulder and he pulls out the little magic wand that has been clearly painted camo. Yes. Uh, with nail polish. Uh-huh. <laughs> to make it less girly. Just like the grind tape on her, her skateboard. Yeah. Yep. And he waves it about. I sense the presence of something that I'm not quite sure about, Angela. We should get out of here. It could be dangerous. 
Danger's what we're here for, hibiscus. We're here for your uncle and his special day. <laughs> That's true. So uh, I'm going to just like start back down the alley on my uh, on, on my skateboard, and I see that like there's a scuffle happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to build up a lot of speed, which she's very capable of doing, mm-hmm. and then do like a hard front flip so that I'll jump over him, and the skateboard will just like pop up and hit the guy in the back of the head. I, I, I'm going to tag on to that. I'll say you build up a ton of speed you mm. front flip over his head mm-hmm. just as the skateboard is coming oh, between, his legs. between his legs you land on it and pop it up hitting him in the crotch perfect oh, yeah. oh, perfect yeah. and with that he falls to the ground and then the three of them have been disarmed they're on the ground they realize that at this point they're outnumbered we don't have time for this we got we got to get out of here we'll be coming back for you to teach your police department a lesson and they run off and you are left with the suitcase that is like everything's blown around everywhere. Tommy is running around collecting all of his things and just shoving them back in the suitcase. <laughs> He's having difficulty. One of his uh, many bottles of cologne has has been smashed. It- I'm like it's I'm like <laughs> bending down, like splashing it all over my neck and uh, my wrist, just like trying to like get as much of the cologne on me as possible. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you managed to cram it shut. Uh, and- I want to step forward and, and give him a point and be like, I'm going to report you to your seniors. <laughs> As you're pointing, you notice your wristwatch, which is you look at your watch and notice that, oh, my gosh, p- the ball is almost starting. You have to get there right away. That little scuffle is going to make you late. Oh, no. Then I will quickly uh throw everything i can over my head landing it in the suitcase as haphazardly <laughs> as i can before going uh i'm very sorry it's not usually like this come on please uh and making a dash to my uh way too small automobile <laughs> so tommy's gonna like tommy's having a bunch of trouble trying to cram down his thing so i'll like land on it mm-hmm. that's uh to to zip it around and then like start grabbing it and trying to haul it and look all cool but it's way too heavy yeah um i uh like have one of those oh she's trying to help moments and mm-hmm. like let you like kind of do it for a second and then kind of shoulder the rest of the way yeah um, I, we gotta go. I'm like booking it right behind, uh, Jackie. Wait, so we're, so we're late for something? We're late for your, uh, your big ceremony, right? You idiot, I yes, told the, you. Uh, the ball is tonight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it, you know? Uh, that little scuffle aside, you know, scuffles tend to happen when you're rolling with me, but, but we're gonna get you there on time. I promise you. <laughs> and as he says this, he heads to the driver's seat of your car. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, uh, uh I guess- very concerned, almost panicky look at uh, both Angela and Ray uh, while holding up my keys in a white-knuckled death grip. <laughs> Angela runs around the other side and gets uh, in the shotgun position, and then her dad just sighs and pulls her out of it and puts her in the back seat. <laughs> Uh, uh, Here is my question: then. Does Tommy know that the driver's side is on the opposite side of the car? Oh no, no he does not. <laughs> oh. In Hong Kong, or am I safe? Or do I just get in? <laughs> You're pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, like you know the posture that Tommy takes when he's about to drive a vehicle. There's a very sp- he's always like I walking always, towards it. I fixing- always slide across the hood of the car. <laughs> no matter what side it's on, I slide across the hood. <laughs> 
so he slides across the hood of the car uh and like he he opens the door or tries to open the door it's locked you walk up to the actual driver's side open it up and you're secure and tommy is like the wind has sort of left his sails a little bit (laughs) i i just look over at everyone and say seat belts please (laughs) hey it's your party I, I uh, put my seatbelt on. <laughs> seatbelt safety is good safety. So after, I'm going to say, about a half hour of harrowing traffic uh, and uh, Tommy doing some incredibly dangerous backseat driving. <laughs> well, what would that mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no problem. See this Jersey barrier over here? <laughs> Just ride up two of the wheels on that and we'll be through this in no time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the whole time, like, I'm just giving you helpful traffic tips on how to, like, just, like, yeah, do ramps and stuff, like, bridge across traffic lanes, how to, like, do all those things. You make it just in time for the ball to be open, and you guys pile out of the car. Jackie, you toss your keys to a valet, and you guys uh, head into the policeman's ball. Um one of the lieutenants is sitting outside uh, taking tickets for people. And he goes, oh, Inspector Jackie, uh, w- welcome to the ball. I thought you would have been earlier. Ran into some trouble at the airport, but it's okay. Uh, I'll need to file a report later, though, and I'll make sure to make it detailed and thorough. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, you better get in there, though. Uh, the the chief is, is looking for you. Um, and he sort of looks everyone over. Are you ready? Uh, I, I straighten my tie a little bit and dust off some of the, uh, the fighting dust that has gathered on my clothes from having to dodge baton-wielding corporate thugs. Right. Uh, in the intervening time, Angela is like, picked up a bandage across her nose and on one of her knees. <laughs> yeah. He goes, okay. Uh, he takes your tickets. Uh, just be sure to hurry. Uh, he, he's, he's in quite a mood. And you get in and you look around. This is a very tastefully decorated place. Uh, there is a lot of beautiful Hong Kong red. Uh, here, uh, there are wonderful gold decorations. Uh, there are two or three open bars. You see a lot of Hong Kong and si- Hong Kong city officials and police officers walking around. But to your horror, you realize all of them are wearing tuxedos. This is a black tie event. I lean to Ray, and you said I was overdressed. Uh, i very very nervously uh adjust my tie and try to hastily button up the uh the jacket i'm wearing over my (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt um and ray 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 is looking around tie and t-shirt that's how i'm rolling (laughs) (laughs) in a badly americanized uh cantonese accent uh ray calls out uncle Uncle, where are you? Come say hello to your to your two nephews. Um and uncle, your uncle who is a short man. He may be only a few years older, but time has hit him in a way that time can never touch Jackie Chan. Uh he <laughs> he has white hair. Uh He's got very wrinkled skin. Uh, he definitely has the skin of a man who smokes a lot. Um, and he goes, Jackie, 
What are you thinking? This is a black tie event. Uh, I'm sorry, Uncle. I was going to change before we uh, uh, we came to the ball, but I ran into some trouble at the airport. There were these thugs harassing a homeless man, and I launched into one of my uh, excuses that I use. There is always trouble at the stores. airport. The last time there was trouble at the museum, and the time before that, there was trouble at the cultural center. Jackie... One day... I you... don't ask for this trouble, Uncle. I don't ever look for this trouble. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> no, you're just like you were when you were a kid. Always looking to get into trouble. <laughs> One day you're going to have responsibilities that are... <laughs> that are going to make it so that you can't get in trouble. You need to make sure that you are that person very soon, Jackie. Very sheepishly uh, drop my head and... Uh, and mutter, I'm sorry, Uncle. I know it's there was just this homeless man who was getting hassled. All right, I am. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Here, he grabs one of Corporals and he's like, "This man will take you inside, Burrow. Luckily, I uh, prepared for this, and uh, that I have had a tuxedo prepared for you and you, Ray. And Ray is just like sitting around there. He's got a camera. He's got a <laughs> Kodak camera. He's just taking pictures of everything." <laughs> Just go in there, change, and be out here right away. We're going to have to start the ceremony very soon. Kind of hustle in there and, and start, like, getting uh, getting dressed. Making sure to uh, take off my shoes, just in case that is going to <laughs> factor in later. Are there, like, waiters uh, uh, walking around with hors d'oeuvres of any sort? Uh, yes, there are. Sure. Well, yeah, during that little interchange time, he's just going to, like, wander over to some waiters and, like... Start grabbing hors d'oeuvres off the plates and like you know tasting them and eating them and then like you know showing them karate moves and stuff like that, <laughs> like taking their tray from them and then like putting their tray back on their hand. Uh, I have a question about my. So does my does my lotus wand give me the ability to uh, transform into a variety of costumes and alternate identities? Uh, does it work exactly like exactly Sailor Moon's like pen? Sailor Moon's? Yes. Yes. Okay. Of perfect. course it does. Yes. So uh, Angela like went around a column, and then a beautiful princess came around the other side in a in a long ball gown, and uh, she is she's wandered into the crowd and is now like awkwardly trying to dance with a with a teenage boy who's like much older than her way too cool yeah uh this kid is a total cool kid he's uh one of the uh scene he, he's actually i think uh going to be a city official's uh son okay uh, he's hot stuff uh-huh. uh he's dressed up in uh he in a nice Tuxedo, young man's tuxedo, but it is a 90s tuxedo, so the cut is ridiculous by any standard. <laughs> mm. um, the pants are huge. Uh, <laughs> and you're, like, starting to dance with him when Ray sees what's happening with both of you. He grabs both of you by the collar uh, and he drags you, we're going to see if we can get proper clothes with Jackie's tailor. Come on. Uh, and he drags you both uh, <laughs> protesting into uh the bureau corporation um where you guys head into this really elaborate mall uh there are five stories in this open uh sort of arcology the building itself is about 200 stories tall it's completely enormous uh and it stands out against the hong kong skyline very very prominently the architecture is a little bit brutalist. Uh, it 
It's got a lot of exposed concrete. Uh, some of it, on, especially on the lower levels, has been detailed to look a little bit more traditional. And the support columns inside have been painted red. Uh, there are not as many windows as uh, is popular in designs these days. Usually it's a uh, black building made completely out of windows, but they, there's more exposed concrete and some windows with a huge strip of windows uh, heading down the side of the building. You guys quickly go into the tailor, uh, the dry cleaner slash tailor, the man behind the counter recognizes you as you're a regular customer of his before he got a great offer from the borough corporation and he moved his shop inside uh, the borough building. Jackie, it is good to see you. Uh, thank you. I need to get a tuxedo. I am a little underdressed for the ball. I didn't realize it was going to be so formal. Mmm, I see. Don't worry, I have this prepared for you. And Ray! This guy's an old childhood friend of yours. He actually fell on hard times recently before Burrow came in. It is good to see you, Ray. I have prepared a tuxedo for you as well. And is this Angela? Do I know him from the past? Or no, do you I... don't. You don't. This I just, is... yeah, so, the, I don't know, the... Kids of a certain age, you know, she just kind of nods awkwardly. Uh, he kneels down uh, to you. You are as beautiful as your mother was. And he sort of pats you on the head. This is a very beautiful dress. Ray, how can you afford this on a restaurateur's salary? And Ray is like shoots a glare at you, knowing that you use that damn pen that he hates so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no, nothing is too good for my little girl isn't that right Angela that's right daddy and who is this clownish fool he says in uh, Cantonese to you <laughs> I see him like pointing at me I'm like ah Tommy Euphrates America yeah <laughs> Inspector Jackie's probably talked all about me we've had some pretty wild times uh, I do some like karate chops and like Front forward kicks and stuff like that. <laughs> is he a performer? Behind him, I uh, I say in in Chinese, like, "Oh, this is the terrible driver." Oh, yeah, you've heard of me. Anyway, I need to get some fancy new digs too. Apparently, uh, this suit, which cost me thirty six dollars, <laughs> was a little underwhelming for the uh, affair that we're going to tonight. Go figure. Uh, so he hurries you guys into, like, uh, behind a fitting screens. I have to be out of here to uh, intermingle myself. You see that he throws on a tuxedo jacket. All of the measurements have been done beforehand. Your uncle was very specific about everything. Uh, I'll see you guys out there. Good luck. Tonight is a big night, Jackie. I'm sure it will go off without a hitch. <laughs> so... He hurries off. Uh, it takes a while to put on tuxedos. You guys, like, you do, like, sort of, uh, take off your shoes, uh, get put, pull on silk socks, uh, put on the pants, uh, everything fits very well. It feels very natural. It's easy to move in. And you notice that the cut of this tuxedo also is high-waisted and has plenty of room in the legs. That's good to know. That's how I, that's how I like them. <laughs> 
I obviously had heels that I could barely walk in as a part of my original costume, but there's a much more age-appropriate thing set up, like mm-hmm. flat slippers and empire-waisted dress. Yeah, it's a more traditional dress, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it looks very good on you. It's not quite your aesthetic, but heck, you're on vacation, <laughs> you know? Why not try something new? Uh you guys are trying on this uh, and sitting by one of the windows. This shop is lucky enough to be a strip uh, along the strip of windows in the front of the building. Uh, Angela, you your dress was less elaborate, didn't take as much time as everybody else closed it to put on. You're looking out the window when you hear some noise. It sounds like very, very far in the distance. Um, you don't make much of it. But then you see a shower of of sparkling light cascading down uh, the front of the window. And you realize that's falling glass. Wow. And then in the building, you guys hear a mechanical whirring sound start up. And steel shutters start slowly closing over the glass. And a message uh. plays over the intercoms. Citizens of Borough Corp. Do not be alarmed. This tower has been locked down according to emergency protocols. Stand by for an announcement from Borough Corp. Citizens of Borough Corp. And it just starts repeating. Uh, I look up in the mirror as I'm adjusting my tie and I see the shutters coming down behind me and I turn around and when the the announcement comes on, I make sure to grab my badge and put it in my my inside tuxedo pocket before (laughs) I run out to see what's going on. Uh, you run out and, uh, you slide a little bit across the linoleum floor in your socks. Um, and you see the shutters, uh, locking down on all of the doors and major windows. And then you catch on one of the TVs that is hanging from the ceiling around the mall a grainy 90s style news broadcast. And there are bizarre-looking helicopters surrounding the Borough Corporation How building. How bizarre. Uh, bizarre in that the front of the helicopters is not aerodynamic, but certainly sleek-looking. Uh, what, what, it looks a little bit like a snakehead. Um, and that is, that fact is compounded to you more, as you see, on the side of that helicopter, a symbol that you know all too well, a red symbol is on it. Uh, and you see te- uh, along the crawl at the bottom of the screen, terrorists attacking Burrow Corporation. <laughs> uh, before Tommy, oh. before Tommy runs out of the room, like he, uh, he takes a look at like what's laid out for him. He's like wearing his tuxedo. Um, but then there's like black, like shiny dress shoes. And then there's his, uh, white and blue Reebok pumps that he came in. And like <laughs> he holds the dress shoes and he holds the Reebok pumps. And then like the next cut, you see him rushing out wearing his tuxedo and his Reeboks. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Uncle, uncle. And then across all of the TV screens, like all of a sudden, uh, over the announcement that you're hearing across the PA system, you see the Cobra symbol has washed over the television broadcast. Hong Kong police, this building is now under Cobra control. Do not attempt to gain entry. Do not attempt to interfere. 
Do this and your lives and your city will be spared. To the board of the Boru Corporation, your presence in Hong Kong has been humored long enough. Surrender the Feng Shui site to us and we will allow you to crawl back to the underworld. Fail to comply and we will not hesitate to burn this site in the name of the Ascended! Oof. That is that is an amazing Chris Lotta, by the way. Heads up. Interesting uh, that he chose to go with English for an announcement <laughs> in a Chinese facility. But certainly certainly useful for me, because I understood all of it. Uh, I turn to Tommy and I say, Hong Kong is a very cosmopolitan city. We speak a lot of languages here. I uh, pull Hibiscus out of my backpack. Hibiscus, who are the Ascended? I, I don't know much about them myself. Uh... He's shaking his wand. I can't get a signal on this stupid thing. Hibiscus, hook up your tulip computer to the modem manually. <laughs> Would my info gangs have any, uh, be able to provide any information on who the Ascended are? Interesting. I will need you to make a roll for that. I'll try it. First roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, does that explode? Yeah, this is, this is a regular check. Holy crap. Is this positive or negative? This is positive. This is, okay. my, this is my positive die. Uh, so six. 12, 14, 11, 26 on Info Gangs. Holy crap. Right? Because I add the 15 for Info Gangs. Is that? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. 26. I exploded twice. Is that that above impossible? (laughs) That is well above impossible. That, again, that is exactly the number you would need to roll to run across a trail of bullets. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to say... Uh, coincidentally, in Tommy's past, actually, when you, uh, that fateful night when, uh, one of the snakeskin triad killed one of your friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason they killed one of your friends, you guys were just hanging out, being street toughs. Yeah. Uh, when you heard some scuffling and you're like, someone's trying to make trouble in our neighborhood. <laughs> there are two things you do in this situation. Tommy. And you, friends. <laughs> that was back when I didn't have a good handle on how to <laughs> properly deliver a one-liner, but I was 18. I was young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, a, just a kid. And you guys rushed back there. You, you saw two members of the snakeskin triad pointing guns at another member. And they said something to the effect of, you haven't been circulating the drugs with the efficiency that we would like to see. And he goes, I, I, I am not worthy of being a member of the lodge. Please, 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 please. I can make it up to you. I just need to recru- recruit some more street toughs. This neighborhood is swarming with street toughs. I'll be able to have new street toughs to you by the end of the business. I, I promise. <laughs> the Ascendant does not take kindly to failure. They shot him, and your friend, like, cried out, and you guys started running away, but he was shot through the back. Oh, no. Then that's that's all you know of the Ascended. The Ascended? I know that name. These guys were working with the uh, snakeskin triad back in New York City. You know, America. Anyway, they were uh, <laughs> pushing drugs on the streets, recruiting street toughs like me, or like I used to be, to be part of their ploy. These guys are bad news. And, quite possibly, a drug gang. (laughs) I know how you feel about drug gangs, Inspector Jackie. They're all scum. (laughs) (laughs) 
With that, you guys hear rhythmic marching on the floors above. Angela, you work out in your head. They must have entered through the upper floors before everything was sealed off. You you guys see, like, just because of the open-air design of this arcology, there are people in blue uniforms uh, that are marching around upstairs. They're rounding up people, pulling them out of businesses, and collecting them in a central area of this building. Ray, stay here. Don't worry about Angela. She'll be safe with us. And then I'll give uh, Angela a, a wink, because I know that she can handle herself pretty well in a fight based on the previous experience in our adventure. But I'm not... I, I want Ray to be safe. Angela returns and, the wink, like, the- stuffing the her wand into, like, the back sash of the dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell Tommy and Angela, come on, we need to get with the rest of the police, and I'll start heading back towards the ballroom. We're with you, Inspector Jackie. So you guys head down to the ballroom. The policeman's ball was taking place in this gorgeous open air opera theater that's like on the side, that's basically, you know, a half shell on the side of the building. And the steel shutters that have sealed this building in for emergency protocols, which, Jackie, due to your extensive police training, you know, no building should ever seal itself for an emergency protocol, have shut you guys away from the ballroom. I'll get out my mobile phone, which is a hot new invention, uh, and uh, look up Uncle's number, and then I'll frown at it and go, no signal. (laughs) Uh, Inspector Jackie, do you think maybe they did this on purpose, trapped all the policemen in there? If so, we're the only law left in this building. We might be, Tommy. We might be. Angela! Angela! What is it, hibiscus? I just used my laptop! And you see him with, like, a computer that has, like, an orange screen. Uh-huh. A tiny computer that's been, like... Yeah, it looks like a, like a flower when it's not opened up. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like, I just looked at the mainframe and, and the technology in this building is out of control! It's totally radical! <laughs> <laughs> I look at the screen and it's like flashing, you know, that it's just like a black and white flashing. And then it has like a grid design that should mean something, but definitely doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, nothing about what you see on the screen has anything to do with how computers work. Yeah, I look very seriously back at you guys. There's no way we can see in there. We're going to have to break in. Uh, it looks like the, the central area for communications is at the top of the building. I'm trying to find a back door into the mainframe, but I don't have enough megabytes. <laughs> Listen, that all sounds super high-tech to me, but what do we do? So Angela, like quickly transforms but this is a this is a very small transformation it's one you've all seen a thousand times yeah. so the show isn't even really getting into it into her basic action angel la la form um so it's basically like you see some cgi swirling and then she's there and she like taps on the side of her foot because she has remember those pristine white sneakers yeah. with giant angel wings and when she taps on the side of her foot you guys each get the like the wings on the side of yours, and she's like, "We're gonna have to climb." I look down. There's like a shot of just my Reebok <laughs> pumps with wings, and I was like, "I didn't think Reeboks could get any cooler." And then like it just lingers on the Reeboks yeah. for a little while. 
I, I kind of pinwheel my arms a little bit, uh, looking down at my shoes before looking up in surprise. Uh, and then I nod and give a thumbs up. <laughs> all right. So we get to the top of this building, clearing all the bad guys, shut down this uh, 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 drug gang, and get that ballroom back open so we can get the police out to do their jobs. Guys, It's going to be very difficult. But together, I think we have a chance. Even though I don't know why they would put the communication center at the top of the building. So you guys uh, start moving up like the floor by floor. You're, you're trying to sort of like stealthily jump. And once you guys hit about the third floor, you notice Cobra forces are now moving down solidly. And they have a lot of people who are all piled into central areas. Anywhere there is central seating, like the food court area of the mall, any of the restaurants, uh, Cobra forces have just piled people in here and are just moving door by door, grabbing people, screaming out of their homes and pulling them out into the open. Are they hurting them? They're being very rough with them. Inspector Jackie. Uh, how close are we to where this is happening? R- you're like one four below where this is happening. Okay. I look at uh, Tommy Euphrates and I'm like, Tommy, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And there's like a, f- a quick little flashback of them playing an arcade game perfectly in sync. And then I'm like, <laughs> farm for XP. Time to mop through some mooks. <laughs> uh... Well, I, but I, I like my eyes get wide. But Inspector Jackie, this isn't New York. This is your city. Do we have permission to take out bad guys? <laughs> uh, I will uh, very seriously nod at Tommy and go, but no killing. Oh, don't worry. I would never do that. Um. <laughs> Do we have time for you to make us honorary Hong Kong police officers? Or like, uh, uh, uh constables or, uh, junior, junior investigators or, uh, I'll like, I'll give Angela another look and then I'll, I'll fish my badge out of my tuxedo and kind of press it to his head. <laughs> like, he takes it very yeah, seriously. I, I take it very seriously. Like, I like it's, I I uh, take my cummerbund off, and when my cummerbund falls away, you can just see my black belt that I had underneath yes, my cummerbund. Yes, yes. Uh, and I uh, go and grab my wallet uh, out of my uh, out of my pocket and fish out like a fake plastic police badge, and then pin it to that I was just carrying, hoping this would happen, and pin it to my cummerbund. <laughs> then then uh, Angela looks at Inspector Jackie like, "Come on, what about me?" <laughs> Jackie shrugs and, uh, and puts it on uh, on her forehead okay, too and goes there. And the official, yeah. And the instant it happens, her outfit changes. Um, <laughs> so that like uh, a badge that has like a lotus symbol and everything pops up on her jacket, and her um, her her wand turns into like a giant magnifying glass, and she uh, she gets kind of like a what's a, a hunting cap yeah, going nice. on. Police force ascension. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's climb this building. All right. So with that, you guys, I'm going to ask for a roll for initiative. And this does not explode? It does not explode, and you add the result to your speed. So 
10. Okay, mine me. is a 10. Oh, cool. Mine's a, a 9. So you guys rolled your initiative, and just as you did that, uh, there is a small force of Cobra troops that has come downstairs, and they see you guys standing out in the middle of the hall, and uh, they raise these futuristic-looking laser weapons at you. Hold up right there! You're not going anywhere! And with that, we will leave off for the first episode. Thanks for listening this week, and I can assure you we will be back with more feng shui action next week on Monday. In the meantime, be sure to check out our sponsors from Sweet Whistle County at porkshopvolcano.com. I'm going to be talking more specifically about what changed from Feng Shui to Feng Shui 2 next week, but I want everybody to head over to the Feng Shui 2 Kickstarter and check it out. Guys, Atlas Games is not paying me for review whatsoever. Apart from the comp book that I got from them, I have not received any incentive to tell you that you should absolutely kickstart Feng Shui 2. The original Feng Shui was my favorite role-playing system of all time, and Feng Shui 2 is a better version of it. Join me in backing the sequel to one of the most unabashedly fun role-playing systems of all time. Robin Laws is the Diana Jones Award-winning designer of Hill Folk, and he made an action movie role-playing game that taught me how to be a better player. This is not ad copy. These are my actual opinions. Just follow the link in our show notes to become a backer of this great project. While you're checking out awesome projects, you should head over to Comixology to check out Chris Sims' new comic, Radical Guardian Skater X. If you're a canny observer of pop culture, or a person who has a soul that burns with the heart of a courageous hero, then you like Common Rider. Fans of Common Rider will love Chris Sims' new series, Radical Guardian Skater X, where he has transformed his love of Common Rider into a comic that anyone can love. And you can check it out for just 99 cents. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A castle in